You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Good evening and welcome to episode 145 of the podcast. Cody Abrams and Melbourne with you for this one. Happy Halloween, by the way. And uh, fellas, it was great to see you both in Toronto over the weekend. Uh, How we doing? Doing good, Harp. Yeah, it was great to see the boys out of the booth. Someone finally unlocked the door and let us out. So (laughs) that was great and just overall fun weekend for me up in the big smoke. But I'm back home now and uh, kind of settling down for the week until this weekend. I'm going to go watch a Leafs game. They're going to play Boston this weekend and I'll be there. Perfect. So that should be a 4-3 loss in overtime after they were up 3 nothing. So <laughs> that, that should be a great result for you, Case, to go watch that live. Uh, doing well. What a fun weekend. Boys were out of the booth, like you mentioned, Case. That was fun. Uh, we should, Because today's Halloween, we should have been doing you know the opposite of this episode we're doing hot starts today maybe we should have done you know cold starts or struggling teams you know to make it a bit more spooky for halloween but Mm. uh that's what we're doing anyway we're doing hot starts and uh it's gonna be fun because i don't have to talk about the leafs at all this episode. you could say that these teams have been scary good oh okay oh very nice i like that All right, yeah, great weekend, guys. Uh, Chad, thanks again to you and Paige for the uh, for the costume party there. Case, thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just bugging you. Also, great pizza at that place that we went to. Yes. I forget what the name is, but Port man, Hole. Port Light, Port, Port Light, and, and Ambassador Pizza. Yeah. Both great spots. Yeah, no, that was great. So anyway, a lot of fun. Great to see you guys in person. We don't get to do that very often. And uh, yeah, happy Halloween to all our uh, great listeners out there. So, all right, uh, guys, let's start with uh, a little fantasy corner, and then we'll get into our uh, scary good teams, as Case said uh, right at the start of this. I can this, title uh, that, Case. That's good. I like Yeah. That. Yeah. That is really good. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that as well. Uh, teams that have had uh, really hot starts out of the gate to start the uh, 22-23 NHL regular season. So I'll kick off Fantasy Corner here, guys. And uh, I have my first win under my belt. It was uh, very close, right down to the wire case against your boss, uh, Luke Vanderbaren. So the Sunnyvale hockey team has its first win. And, yeah, like I said, it was a close one and obviously I'm rounding up here with the scores but it was about 178 to 173 and uh, Luke did have a, a pretty big lead on me at one point and I was able to catch up so uh, again that was great and uh, I have to thank Jesper Bratt of your New Jersey Devils he had a monster week I think he had seven points or something like that yeah. and uh, guys I want to make something clear he is not available making that clear right now okay so was, anyway it was it i was have an offer for you and you might change your mind <laughs> anyway uh case let, let's go to you next with uh fantasy update on week another tough 
week for me. And remember last year, there's like halfway through the season or something like that, I was in eighth place and second for points four. I was and waiting for this to come out, Case. I was man, it's gonna it's to gonna this. be this again because I lost by point three points this week. Oh. And that is devastating. That to me honestly was a poor management uh, week for me. I could have got an extra game played in the last on Sunday. I just missed it, and uh, the player was locked in on the IR, and uh, I botched it. But the frustrating part is there are one, two, three, four, five teams ahead of me that have less points than me right now, and like way less points than me. And that is frustrating. Uh, that is wait, frustrating. I've been giving one player that's been big for me every week. This week was Brandon Montour. Absolute monster week. 24 points for him, leading my team. And I'll go ahead and say the bum of the week was Nathan McKinnon. Uh-huh. Not a bad week because 15.25 is still good. But when you're you know, the highest paid player in the league, I'm expecting up near 30 every week. That's funny. I forgot that he was the highest paid player in the league. I think that came up on the weekend. He makes a hundred k more than McDavid now because, yeah, why not? Or, or does it has it officially kicked in, or is that next? Does it start next year? I don't know. I forget. But anyways, highest paid player in the league, whether it's right now or eventually. But yeah, case that's a tough one uh, for me. Wasn't so tough this week. I played uh, the Zamboni guy. That's Taylor Prosser. He was down and out early in, in this fantasy matchup, and he knew it. And I don't think he really paid attention, you know, halfway through the week because he realized that I was just walloping him. Uh, I had about thirty more points than the uh, second place in in the league in, in terms of points for uh, this week. I finished with two seventeen. Uh, second place, I believe, was Pappy's Milk with 190. I'm just checking now. Yeah, 190. So about 30 more points than uh, second place. It was just a great week for me. Had a lot of guys, uh, you know, perform pretty well. Bo Horvat was a guy who performed well as uh, Vancouver kind of got rolling. JT Miller as well on that Vancouver team. Picked up Sam Montembeau. I was telling you guys about this for one game. And it was the funniest thing against the Sabres harp, which, by the way, Jeff Skinner scored a fantastic goal against him. But the comment on fantasy in the Yahoo app afterwards was, Sam Montebo, maybe his best game in the NHL. And I was like, perfect. I streamed him for a night. That was great. Exactly <laughs> yeah. what I wanted. <laughs> of course. So, and it's and it's against Buffalo, too. Oh yeah. So it didn't get much better than that for me last week. Uh, the only thing is, I have a few guys who are banged up right now on the roster. Uh, Seth Jones, one of my big horses on the back end, uh, he's out three to four weeks. I have him on the IR plus now and just getting news about Chris Letang, who is day to day. So a couple injuries are holding me back. I made some moves this morning uh, to, you know, try to counteract that. I'm playing Corey's team, Mail Order Brides, this week, and I'm projected to win, but only by three points. And he's got four or five games on me. So it's going to be a real tight one. But yeah, that that was my my summary in fantasy. Well, I'll uh, I'll make sure Chunk sets his lineup this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a problem you. last year. Yeah, exactly. By the way, just curious, who has Jamie Drysdale in our league? Tough uh, news about him tough today. Tough news. I will look that up right now. Sure. Uh, you guys actually, can also 
He just got dropped, so he's oh, on okay. waivers right now. I don't know who dropped him, but he's yeah. on waivers. Anyway, uh, he could be out the rest of the season, which is really, really tough news for, for him and the Anaheim Ducks. But uh, before we finish uh, Fantasy Corner, you guys can tell I'm just like so old school because I'm like referring to actual points that guys have in a week instead of fantasy points like you guys <laughs> so you can tell how old school i am anyway but uh that is another edition of fantasy corner week three and uh we're about to um yeah we're, we're getting close to uh, a full month of the uh, of the nhl regular season uh, the opening month chad go ahead yes before we finish fantasy corner i have kind of been doing this every week as well so case if you pick a guy who perform for you i've kind of been picking a guy to watch out for maybe to pick up um pick up someone who plays for the washington capitals they play four games this week but every single team it seems plays on november 1st november 3rd and november 5th except for washington and buffalo who play on those days off so you're gonna get extra games i, played I picked up connor guys. sheary this morning that's right i got Nick also Kitch. playing first power play line so there you go that, that's nice. a solid pickup regardless of games played. But in my other league, I did this dumb thing where I picked up... I was looking at Sabres players because there were none available in our league except for uh, Dylan Cousins, who Book Hockey picked up today. But I was looking at Sabres players, and I picked up uh, uh, Olifson, but I should have picked up Skinner because I realized I already had right wings filled for the days that they play, so I, I only gained two games instead of four. But anyways, those are the two teams I would look out for to, to try to pick up players from this week. Yeah, good thinking with Olsen. It's too bad you couldn't get him because uh, two goals for him in the in the win over Chicago on the weekend. I believe he's got six on the year already. So, yeah, uh, yeah he's a good finisher for sure. And I would be excited about the Capitals with four games this week if Connor Brown wasn't on IR. Uh, and uh, that, was a, that was a pick that I was really excited about, and he's obviously injured. But I do have Charlie Lindgren, who I like, and hopefully um, I, I would think he, he gets at least one or two starts and uh hopefully he can pick up a win or two so anyway that would be good yes sir all right that does it for fantasy corner week three edition and yeah let's get into hot starts to uh start the season through the first you know nine or ten games or so yeah case we we already know what's coming there and uh so let's go to you then uh case and um very fitting that you're talking about your New Jersey Devils on Halloween and uh, first couple of games, a little bit of concern. Um, crazy how Lindy Ruff's job was in jeopardy already through the first couple of games, but they have really turned it around and uh, they are just firing on all cylinders right now. Talk about the Devils. Huge shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring the podcast. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes all the confusion out of buying tickets. SeatGeek makes it extremely simple to buy tickets to all of your favorite sporting events, including Jays and Leafs games, and you can always find a great deal. On SeatGeek, all tickets are scored on a scale between 0 and 10, so you know if you're getting a good or a bad deal. Green is good and red is bad. Plus, Boys in the Booth listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase on SeatGeek with the promo code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. So click the link in the description to download the app and remember to get your discounted tickets using the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. Get great seats for a fraction of the cost with SeatGeek. Summer is here and you know what that means. Extreme sports like spike ball and road hockey have returned 
and so is day drinking. The problem is we're not as young as we used to be and these summer activities can be draining on our bodies. When you push your body hard or just feel run down, it's extremely important to stay hydrated. When you make hydration a priority, it helps you feel healthier on a day-to-day -day basis. Enter Liquid IV. Whether you're playing sports or nursing a hangover, Liquid IV has you covered. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. The kicker? This stuff tastes good too, guys. Liquid IV has incredible hydration flavors like watermelon, strawberry, pina colada, and more, but my personal favorite is lemon lime. So get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code boys underscore in underscore the underscore booth in all caps at checkout. So that's 25% off anything when you order using the promo code boys underscore in underscore the underscore booth, all caps at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com. Shout out to Cocktail Bomb Shop for sponsoring the podcast. Cocktail Bomb Shop is a Canadian woman-owned small business and all of their cocktail bombs are proudly handmade in Montreal. Well, what is it and how does it work? Step one, you pick your favorite flavor of cocktail bomb and unwrap it. My favorite is definitely mojito. Step two, drop your cocktail bomb into eight ounces of sparkling water and watch it fizz for five minutes. Step three, add a shot of your favorite alcohol, some ice and enjoy it. Fellas, gents, boyfriends of the world, these cocktail bombs make the perfect gift for your lady friend because not only are they tasty, but they're Instagrammable as well. Right now, if you go to cocktailbombshop.ca and use the code BITV15, you can get 15% off your entire order. That's cocktailbombshop.ca. Use the code BITV15 at checkout for 15% off. Yeah, well, first of all, anyone listening frustrated I'm talking about the Devils as a Devils fan, you're daft if you didn't think that I was going to talk about them because they're the hottest team in the league right now. Um, yeah, th the difference a couple episodes can make on my dis my perception of Lindy Ruff is, is unreal. I did say in that episode that it was the 84th game of last season while they're into the new season now and they have been dynamite actually dominating teams and uh it's been a swing of emotions because first two games i thought this team's terrible next three teams i was like or games i was like okay they're good but i'm skeptical now i know they're good i am locked in at good gonna get into some analytics here for you someone's rolling their eyes somewhere right now but too bad i'm gonna throw out some stats and just talk about this team briefly they're third on Money Puck's power rankings currently, which has a number of stats that go into it. And um, I could name all of those, but you'd get bored pretty quick. They're first in expected goals percentage in the entire league, which is an too. easier one to understand. And yes, it is by a landslide. But here's some more traditional stats for you. They're out shooting teams in nine games, 354 to 195. And the scoring chances are 263 to 123. The league average of scoring chances is 195. They are absolutely dominating. And 
I wrote down a couple reasons to expect the success to stick around and some to expect it to go away. The first one is that the power play is currently 21st in the league in, in terms of percentage. And uh, their expected goals percentage on the power play, however, is in first in the league at 56.22. So there's more goals to come on the power play and expect it to get better. And then their expected goals are higher than their actual goals and their expected goals against are lower than their goals against, meaning that this team, per the analytics, should be scoring more and should be getting scored on less, which is a good thing when you're in first place. (laughs) The reasons to expect the success to leave are they are the devils. Yep. The second one is yeah. Casey cheers for this team. And <laughs> any team that Casey cheers for eventually comes back to earth. Tottenham, Giants, Blue Jays, Devils. So those are your reasons. Let me hear it. Like, it's been fun to watch. It's been very fun to watch. And I'm glad that you brought them up. I wasn't sure if you were going to, to be honest. I thought maybe you would have, you know been like a humble like yeah you know they're they're very good maybe you guys talk about them but i'm glad i'm glad you brought them up because they've been on a tear to start the season that metro looks like it's going to be tight all the way through and and you know all the way until the end of the season no matter who gets in the devils have looked you know better in the games that i've seen them except for i forget the the one game that they were playing earlier in the season when i texted you and i was like you know they they look terrible and i think they lost that game but you had said that you know they are still in game 84 or 85 of last yeah. season so i was like yeah okay it makes sense one thing i wanted to bring up while you were talking about stats is that not only are they generating so much offense in terms of like the expected goals the shots the actual goal goals for everything that you mentioned there but they've also been really really good defensively and a, a number to quantify that is their expected goals against per 60 is 1.78 which is currently ranked number one in the league uh by quite a wide margin and that's above teams uh you know in succession like vegas carolina boston who have all been very good to start the year as well so there's a lot to like about new jersey the numbers are backing it up um and and it, they just look really good. Now, can they sustain this while their goaltending continues to be sub-average? I don't know. But I would love to see them make the playoffs because if we go back just a few episodes when we were talking about the uh, Metro Division rankings, you know, we all kind of contemplated having New Jersey in the playoffs. And I'm pretty set that they are going to be a playoff team. And I've said that multiple times. So exciting team to watch. I'm glad they're flying out of the gate. The one thing I will say, though, is uh, there's a reason we're talking about them in this episode called Hot Starts, because it is just a start. That's right. The rest of the season to go, and I'm sure, you know, teams like Detroit and Seattle, who also have really good underlying numbers right now, and teams like, you know, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Colorado, who have poor underlying numbers, I'm sure we're going to see some flip-flop in the standings here. But nonetheless, very encouraging for a young New Jersey team. Love it. Hart, before you, you say your 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 thoughts here, uh, I just wanted to talk about the defense because Chad mentioned them there briefly. And it's it's I honestly haven't seen a decor on the Devils like this since the 2000s. This 
I feel good when all three pairings are on the ice. Currently, over 55 minutes played for Lions. Um, Smith, Severson, and Siegenthaler Hamilton are second and third pairings in the league for expected goals percent percentage. And it's like Smith Severson is 70.9% currently. And Siegenthaler Hamilton are 69.7. And then Graves and Marino are number 11. So you know, three of the top 11 in the entire league right now. And Marino has been the devil's best defenseman. They've been playing him in the tough situations. Uh, I think late in the second period against Colorado, the play-by-play, they were saying uh, that every shift Nathan McKinnon had played in that game so far, Marino has been on the ice. They're playing him against the best players because he is so sound defensively and such a great skater on the back end. It's been amazing to watch. Now, I wasn't actually going to bring up the Devils until the game yesterday. That yeah. game yesterday was just a display of dominance. The shots were the Johnny 53. Yeah, the shots were 53 to 21 in a 7-1 win. Um, yeah, the Devils Instagram page, they, they posted John Reno's goal. And uh, the caption was Johnny Hockey. And that <laughs> felt good after they had only allowed Johnny Gaudreau to get one shot all game and beat them 7-1. Yeah, that was uh, that was a dominant performance for sure, no question about it. And uh, geez, tough tough times for for Johnny Hockey and the Blue Jackets right now. But anyway, yeah, on the Devils, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, John Marino case because we had a great conversation about him in person in Toronto over the weekend, and just how great he's been. After um, some people, I think, were ripping that contract a little bit that he got in Pittsburgh, and um, you know. He he just needed a change of scenery, I think, and the Devils uh, seems to be a great fit for him. We knew this team could score goals, but I I've just been impressed, like Chad said, with how better they are defensively. I still wonder about the goaltending moving forward, um, but this team is playing better defensively, and again, we knew that they could score. And also, just the growth of a lot of their young guys. Lindy Ruff has been very complimentary so far of Nico Heischer and. Just just um, what a great leader he is turning into and how much he's he's uh, looked upon by the other guys in that room and uh, could be a future Selkie winner. So anyway, uh, they've looked great and uh, they were expected to. Yeah, no, uh, the, the talk from the locker room lately has been that Nico Heischer has taken ownership of this team and uh, a lot of guys are looking up to him, which is great to hear. A lot of great captains in the Devils franchise in the history, so... Yeah, for sure. All right, Chadwick, let's get your hot start or uh, scary good team out of the gate. <laughs> scary good uh, start, I, I guess I'll say. And this one, you know, it's a bit of a cop-out. I had a few options that I was going to bring up. You know, Brad Marchand was one of them because he had three points in his first game. And, you know, he came back a month early. Uh, from from having surgery and and he recovered you know far earlier than anyone expected him to and he flew out of the gate and had like 15 fantasy points for for me in his first game but uh, I figured that would be too short so I'm not going to bring him up though he is an honorable mention my cop out answer is just generally some guys who have had great starts are goalies around the league and I have a few names here that I wanted to mention because the goaltending right now in the NHL at least the advanced numbers looks completely different than what it did last year or the year before and you know that sometimes 
that's to be expected, at least to a degree, because as we have mentioned a million times, you know, goaltending is, is pretty much random at this point. Uh, but we've seen some great performances from, from some goaltenders here out of the gate, so I wanted to highlight a few. Number one is Jake Ottinger. Uh, you know, he picked up right where he left off last season uh, from the playoffs, and he, you know, it's safe to say that he's earned that number one spot in in Dallas there. So he currently leads the league in expected goals, or, or sorry, goals saved above expected, rather, and he's played seven games, and he's been great. Carter Hart is another one who last season was borderline unplayable. All, like almost all year him and the myriad of backup goaltenders or you know 1a 1b goaltenders but it was more like two c's in philadelphia like it just didn't work and finally this year carter hart seemingly is living up to his you know high draft stock and and his potential and he's been great out of the gate currently ranked number two in goals saved above expected and philadelphia has like you know themselves as a team flown out of the gate and been really good i expect that to come back down to earth but as we talked about actually in person on the weekend carter hart is is like the only reason that philadelphia is is getting by and winning these games it's because he's been so spectacular in net a couple more names here and then i'll let you guys chime in on on each guy uh stewart skinner right now currently having a great start to the season he's only played four games but it's quickly looking like he could be the starter for Edmonton down the stretch, you know, which is bad news for Oilers fans after giving Jack Campbell five by five. You know, clearly that was a big risk when they already had a guy like Stuart Skinner who had shown a lot of promise. But he's, you know, been flying out of the gate, currently ranked fourth in uh, goal saved above expected. The fourth guy had to bring him up is Ilya Samsonov. We talked about this just before we got going. Uh, you know, he's the first goalie for the Leafs in the last, I would say, three years. Um, you know, excluding Jack Campbell two years ago because he was good when him and Freddie were a tandem. But, you know, last season the Leafs got zero goaltending all year. Every single guy was below expected in terms of that favorite stat that I have, goal save above expected. Ilya Samsonov right now, currently ranked seventh in the NHL. Goaltending is officially not the problem anymore in Toronto. And it's surprising because he was slotted in to be the backup at the start of the year. And he kind of had to take that jump once Matt Murray went down. So there's four names I believe I gave you. Ottinger, Hart, Skinner, and Samsonov, who I think have all had really great starts to the season. And, uh, you know, depending on, on how the rest of the year goes, you know, these are four guys who, uh, you know, can really be difference makers for their team. And they have been so far. So what are your thoughts on those guys? Well, it's funny because uh, one of my teams that's my honorable mention, another one that I wanted to talk about was Dallas, who started off 4-0-1 and was really hot. Now they're 5-3-1, but uh, a lot is to do with Ottinger going down with an injury. Now, he has been carrying that team. There's two parts of that team that have been electric to start this season. That's that first line has been very good for them and Ottinger and he is the reason that they are in first in the central in my opinion he's been phenomenal Carter Hart talk about another team that's getting carried high in their division because of goaltending Philly like we expect them to be bad well if Carter Hart can steal many games then maybe they won't be last in the metro uh Columbus is kind of taking ownership of that currently um who is your last one uh so Stuart Skinner Stuart Skinner my fantasy player 
maybe bad news for Edmonton fans. Well, it's great news for uh, the Brat Pack fans. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like one of the only bright spots on Ilya Samsonov or on uh, Toronto is Ilya Samsonov. So I, I totally get it with goaltending. I want to add to your goaltending conversation yep. here with two more because my third team that I wanted as an honorable mention is Vegas. Eight and two. I didn't expect them to be this good. I think I have them like three or something in the in that division or second in the vi- division. Well, I didn't. I I trash talked their goaltending, and so far they've proved me wrong. With uh, Logan Thompson being four and two with a nine forty three save percentage, and Aiden Hill with a, a nine forty four and zero. Oh. I I know Hart. I see Hart your wants face. to gloat. He wants to. How gloat. about how about? We save that conversation for halfway through the year. No, no, no. Logan, no. Let's Logan get Thompson's numbers are now. like nine oh four. Let's get them out now. What I want to say, what I want to say about Vegas and their goaltending and save percentage is that their team has been very good. That first line is the current best line in hockey. Um, I'm calling the first line. I think they've been together recently now is Stevenson, Eichel, and Stone. They've been electric. And then their defense. All three pairings are in the top 20 for expected goals uh, percentage. Um, To put that in perspective, the top 20, all three of their pairings, uh, the Leafs, Edmonton, and Boston have no pairings in the top 20. And the only other team to have all three pairings is Devils, as I mentioned before. So all three pairings have been good for this team, limiting danger, high danger scoring chances against. And that's why you can see uh, such high save percentages for these two goalies. Yeah, and just to chime in before Harp jumps in on Logan Thompson as well. Also, you know, the surface level numbers look good, but the underlying numbers look good too. So Harp, why don't you you gloat about the guy that, uh, you know, you had a lot of faith in and you made the comparison between Logan Thompson and the guy who we just talked about earlier, Jake Ottinger. You're high on the guy. Well, it's funny, like you mentioned Ottinger and the Stars, and who's coaching there now? Pete DeBoer. And DeBoer made it clear that Thompson was his guy last year instead of Robin Leonard in Vegas. And uh, yes, I'm going to gloat for a minute, guys, because I was rooting for Logan Thompson going into this season um, another talented, young, up-and-coming goaltender, and he's had a great start, and honestly, I'm not surprised, and um, definitely lower by a bit on the totem pole compared to Jake Ottinger, but um, he he's up there when it comes to young, talented goaltenders, and uh, I'm not surprised at all, so I, uh, I've got a smile on my face about that one. No kidding. How about Jack Eichel as well, being a point per game through his first 10 or 11 and scoring that beautiful one the other night in overtime? Yeah, I tell you, that was was quite the goal with, uh, I think, you know, six or eight seconds left on the clock in overtime. And if it wasn't for Connor Hellebuck, that game would have been a blowout for Vegas because they heavily shot... Uh, heavily outshot, excuse me, the Jets in that one. I think at one point the shots were like 30 to 8 or something Jesus. like that. It was just ridiculous. So, yeah, he's he's had a great start as well. That's Jets hockey for you. Just get outshot. Hope you have your Vesna winner between the pipes and, you know, go from there. <laughs> That's about all they do. 
But um, any any more thoughts on uh, on the four guys that I brought up just before we move on yeah. to the hot take? Yeah, obviously. Well, I, you know, I think uh, kind of touched on Ottinger and Thompson there, but uh, you know, Carter Hart still young. Um, I, I think we all knew that. Um, as as Philly got a little bit better and and played a little bit better, that um, that he would get back to the Carter Hart that we saw early on, and yeah, they would not be in the position that they're in at five two and one, I believe, out of the gate if it uh, if it wasn't for him. And then Stuart Skinner, I mean, there's a guy that I kind of wondered if he would take the net. For, for Edmonton, Jay Woodcroft obviously knows him really well from their time in Bakersfield together, and uh, I think he's really good. I like Skinner, and he's got a powerhouse team in front of him with two Ferraris up front in Dreisaitl and McDavid, so um, I kind of saw this coming a little bit, and uh, yeah, definitely a bit of concern because uh, Jack Campbell's definitely struggled out of the gate, and uh, that's a big long-term deal that they have committed to him. And then, as disappointing as your Maple Leafs have been so far, Chad, at 4-4-2 at four, four out of the gate, Samsonov has been good. And you and I had some conversations before the start of the season about which guy between Murray and Samsonov could take over the net. And I picked the 25-year-old in Samsonov, who I thought was good enough in Washington, a little inconsistent, but I thought really gave them a chance in that first round series against the Florida Panthers. But I think a veteran coach and Peter Laviolette just didn't have a lot of trust in the two young goaltenders and Samsonov and Vanacek. And um, they got Samsonov on a great deal for, for one year at, at just over a million and a half. And uh, yeah, if, if I had to take a guy before the start of the season to take over the net, obviously, you know, Murray gets injured. But still, I was going with Samsonov. And even though the Leafs have been, um, you know, mediocre out of the gate here uh he's been good yeah for sure Alrighty, well uh for my hot start i'm gonna take the low-hanging fruit here guys and uh clearly i have not learned to not go against the boston bruins and so i'm gonna talk <laughs> about the bruins you who, had to you had oh to. yeah yeah absolutely you've been hearing I, about it on instagram Oh, for sure. I've been getting messages, and uh, Mark Breyer, a, a good friend of mine, um, you know, he tagged me in a couple of posts on Instagram and Facebook, and take that, Harp, and, you know, about the Bruins and everything, and, and uh, hey, I'll, I'll take it, man. I'll admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong about this team, and it's silly of me, because it's like the Pittsburgh thing every year. Never learn not to... Not to doubt uh, these guys, but yeah, very critical of the Bruins going into this season, of course, with all of the injuries, and uh, they, they've been great. And I think, and obviously, like, I've got a couple of notes on the Bruins um, out of the gate who are 8-1, and one, but I, I think the biggest reason for their success so far, for me, is the coach, and, and that's Jim Montgomery. And this team just looks like they're having fun playing hockey and Jim Montgomery has obviously been through a lot 
but the impression that I get from him is that he's a lot of fun to play for, and he's really good with the players. And so things obviously went sour with Bruce Cassidy, and um, who was kind of, you know, who's kind of a hard-nosed kind of guy and is obviously having success in Vegas, but Jim Montgomery deserved a, a second chance, and you love to see stories like this, and um, I, I think the guys really like him, and they're having a lot of fun, and, and uh, the, the record um, shows that. And then uh, a couple of other notes, Linus Omark, undefeated so far with a 9.45 save percentage. I do expect those numbers to drop, as the season goes on and, and for him to kind of come down to earth a little bit. But surprisingly, he's been the guy between the pipes so far um, besides uh, besides Jeremy Swayman, um, who I think we all expected to, to be the guy out of the gate. And, and it's not like he's been bad or anything, but they have a true 1A, 1B situation, a true tandem situation, as we talked about uh, over the weekend. And uh, Allmark has been better of the two, so that's been great to see. Obviously, the addition of, of David Krejci bringing him back. Uh, Brad Marchand comes back a month early, gets three points. Like, just <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but a guy that has really stood out to me and has been a good story so far is uh, a former devil for a brief uh, period of time. And that's A.J. Greer, guys, who has five points in seven games. So, um, obviously, don't expect him to be close to a point per game as we get through um, the the rest of the season here and you know may find himself down in, in Providence at some point when when the Bruins get back to full health but man he's been quite the story so far and they've had other guys step up as well Nick Felino, who was on waivers he scored a few times and looks better Mike Riley another guy who was on waivers um, he's he's played pretty well he looked good in Ottawa uh, at their home opener when I went a few weeks back and uh, yeah it's it's just it's been it's been fun to watch. I'm eating my words on the Bruins, of course. I you know haven't learned yet clearly not to go against them. And man, I just with, with Charlie McAvoy coming back, I don't see this team slowing down anytime soon. And you'd have to think that a long term deal with David Pasternak is going to get done sooner rather than later with how well this team is playing. So anyway, I know I'm rambling on about the Bruins, but I had to go with them, had to take the low-hanging fruit. So a thought on the Bruins. Yeah, well, it's easy to say that they're having fun when uh, a key stat is that they are first in goals for per game. That's It's pretty easy to have fun when that's happening, especially second in goals against per game. But you mentioned Pasternak there so far like mvp type type season going on there he's been ridiculous 17 points in nine games i know mcdavid has him beat but like we just expect that at this rate um i think we're all eating our words because we ranked this team lower in the division rankings because we thought that they were going to have a slower start missing so many key players you know marshan uh, mcavoy grizzlick to name a few we thought that this was going to be a slow start they're going to drop a bunch of points in october and november but then be real good after the new year well <laughs> not even close to what's happening right now and they have been so good both scoring and defensively it's a full team effort here 
100%. There's so much to say about the Bruins because they have just flown out of the gate. They've been so good to start the season when nobody thought they would be because, like you said, Case, they're missing you know, two of their biggest players to start the year in McAvoy and Marchand. But I just want to say, of the three of us, I was definitely the highest on the Bruins, and I want that to be known so that people don't think I'm just a biased Maple Leaf fan. You know, I actively was not cheering for but rooting for the Bruins in a way because you know they were my horse I was like I'm not gonna take them lightly because I know they're a good team and I know they're you know relatively deep and their big guys show up this team seems like you know it almost feels like a last dance for this team doesn't it like I know it's it's not really but you know bringing back Krejci for a very cheap deal Bergeron on a one-year deal. He'll be year-to-year from now on if this isn't his last season. You know, he's still so good, and he'll probably be so good until he retires. But it just feels like, you know, everything is coming together this year. And, like, man, they could be a dangerous, dangerous team in the playoffs if they keep getting solid goaltending, which is another thing that you mentioned, Harp. Like, Linus Olmark out of the gate has been great. And, you know, Swayman has been okay, a bit below average, but expect him to bounce back as the year goes on. The one thing I was surprised to see when I was looking at, you know, kind of the underlying numbers for the Bruins is that, you know, maybe their goaltending doesn't have to be incredible or or maybe their system makes their goalies look a bit better because they've allowed the third fewest high danger shots against in the league so far. And uh, by the way, number one is the devil's case. So you'll be happy to know that. But uh, it, it just like everything is clicking for this team. Bergeron is ranked 12th in our fantasy league. I mentioned that uh, Marchand had 15 fantasy points the night that he came back, three actual points. So things are going really well, and they're not going to get worse anytime soon. You know, of course, barring injury, knock on wood if you're a Bruins fan. But yeah, it, this team has been fun to watch through the first, you know, 10 games or so. And, uh, you know, we said it, if they can bank some points at the start of the year, they're just going to be able to cruise to a playoff spot. And it certainly seems like that's the plan for, for Boston right now. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely could see this as a, a last dance kind of team for sure, because uh, they're obviously going for it until Bergeron decides to hang him up and with uh, Marchand and Krejci and, and everyone else there. So, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And some uncertainty with Pasternak, too. Like, that was something I didn't yep. mention. Even though, you know, it's likely that he resigns in Boston, it's going to be a big number. So they're going to have to probably move some stuff around and, you know, maybe... Boston management doesn't want to pay him that much if they plan on doing some sort of rebuild or retool. But I'm just saying because of that uncertainty, plus the other aging players, it just seems like this is a a, a last dance and uh, the guys are having fun, like we mentioned. So a lot's going right for the Bruins, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing that I saw about the Pasternak deal is that there have been uh, daily communications, but they just haven't been able to nail down on a number. And, uh, uh, that that is the biggest thing for sure. The last that I saw, it was from uh, from Fluto Shinzawa of the Athletic, I believe, who covers the Bruins, and uh, he reported that this could be like an eleven times eight kind of deal, like just massive. So I, why um, not more? Like why not seriously? More? 
yeah, he's uh, he's a, a hell of a player, that's for sure. All right, well, there we go, guys. Uh, scary good starts. Love that title on Halloween, and uh, that is going to wrap it up for episode 145. Um, just uh, one more note from me before we wrap up. Um, my NHL 23 custom roster uh, titled Boys in the Booth is now available on um, Xbox One. So uh, anybody who has an Xbox and got Shell 23, um, you can uh, you can give that a download. And uh, speaking of AJ Greer, he was actually uh, the guy that I used as uh, as someone who got a nice bump um, in our post on Instagram for uh, for Chell ratings. So anyway, wanted to plug that as well. Remind me to upload mine too because I have done mine. It, I didn't do an extensive, you know, like probably not as extensive as you did, but I created the most important players, you know, for the upcoming drafts and uh, edited some some overalls and potentials that were egregiously wrong so i did like all the main things you know a couple players on each team or you know at least the 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 big ones so i i did that remind me to upload that on playstation so that we have a boys in the booth roster on playstation and xbox final thing i'll say is uh i think this might be the first episode since we finished selling merch so i just wanted to thank everybody who did buy merch because you allowed us to buy this new recording software which uh you know has been working really well and has improved the audio and video quality of of our podcasts and uh will going forward so thank you everybody who bought merch at boysandboot.com absolutely all right good chatting with you guys good to see you both in person over the weekend and to everybody out there listening have a happy halloween and a great week and we'll chat with you again next monday This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at www.patron.com slash boysinthebooth.